Sup. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and future Bachelor only, and not affiliated with any outside party or entity. This fun podcast may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Yeah! Future Bachelor! You know what it is? A CV! What up? Come on! Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Sai. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything pop culture, dating, and Bachelor. This episode, we're covering how people don't want James Gordon in another major musical. Nah. The Asher World tragedy. Oh, hell no. Nah. And how bromance dates don't make a husband. And this is episode 188. Let's go. <laughs> We in here. Um, Veronica, we ain't going to lie. We just came from a company uh, happy hour. So um, I'm it's a- funny now because like people from the company are probably going to listen to this episode now that we've talked about it so much. Well, I mean, and they're going to be like the company. <laughs> this is the show. Um, you know, this is what it is. But um, I'm feeling good. V, how are you feeling? What's been going on with you? Um, Not a ton. Uh, this past weekend... I went to Athens very early on Saturday morning, Athens, Georgia, to go watch UGA completely demolish my alma mater, um, Mizzou. But actually, I got to give it to Mizzou. We got on the board and we got on the board first. Nice. So uh, that's better than some teams who've played Georgia can say. So, but we had a good time. We tailgated. We went downtown Athens, which is a blast. Um... And we had such a good time that, you know, Sunday, I honestly, like, because I was just more exhausted, like, honestly, like, we had pretty good stamina with, like, drinking and everything. I wasn't, like, even hungover on Sunday as much as I was just exhausted from, like, being up since, you know, like, 5.30 the the day before to, like, 1.30 a.m., like, into the day. So it was just kind of, like... I'm like, man, I'm just tired, so. Now I feel that. I feel that. I've had many a weekends like that. But, um, yeah, no, that's what's up. I, I went to Orlando this weekend. It was my birthday weekend. So, um, yes. you know, I honestly uh, went down and really went to go celebrate with my nephew. So I'm going to give an early shout out to my, my nephew, Landon. Yay! Happy second birthday, man. Um, you know, he actually, uh, I, I really think he's going to be a musician one day. I got him a little drum set. Um, I got him one last year, but like this one's a little bigger and, um, he, this guy can keep on So tempo. each year you're just going to like get a bigger and bigger drum set until it's like a normal size drum set? I feel like maybe like, like a drum set or two down the future. I'm probably going to have to ask his parents, like, is there a place to put this drum set? Like, you know, is he allowed to have one? Because it's like. A drum, oh, yeah. a drum set and maybe i'll just get them like an electrical one or something where you can put headphones and and but you still hear like the you can't yeah. like mute like <laughs> knocking on things with a drumstick so um but yeah that was really fun i had a good time back in orlando but v i really kind of want to know what are you watching so, um, I watched on Netflix, I think it might still be the number one movie on Netflix. It's called Love Hard. It's, oh. uh, it stars Nina Dobrev, um, Darren Barnett, and one of my favorite Atlanta-based comedians and overall funny gal, Heather McMahon. Um, so, it's a really fun movie. It's pretty much like about like a catfishing situation that, you know it turns into like a whole thing and it's supposed to be like more of like a Christmas movie because Nina's character goes to like surprise the guy for Christmas. Um, so like I got a little start on my Christmas movies, I guess. You see that one meme where it's like, it's like right after Halloween, it's like you can celebrate Christmas until like new year's, except for like on Thanksgiving is the one day where you celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel which like I usually don't hop into like any Christmas kind of stuff until December. Uh, but I, you know, I really wanted to watch this movie because I have seen it promoted a bunch because I follow 
both Heather McMahon and Darren Barnett from um, he's in Never Have I Ever on Netflix as well. Okay. So uh, definitely, definitely a fun. I can get behind movie. the name of it. You know, I love to love hard, you know. Well, yeah, and it's. I think it's kind of a play off of Nina Dobrev's character loves the movie Die Hard, so I think it's kind of like a play off of Yo, that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, very interesting you say that because when you were talking about this movie, I felt like when you when you started describing it and then eventually said, I think it's like a Christmas movie, there's been a huge debate because with the movie Die Hard. Because there's a whole thing, and that's, part of the, that's actually part of the plot. Wow, about, like, okay, cool, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Well, now I think I have to watch this because Die Hard is in my top ten, so... Um, I love Die Hard. That's what's and I think it is kind of a Christmas movie. So. Yeah, well, people, yeah, there's a big debate. Is it a Christmas movie or is it just a, an action movie based around the time of Christmas? I don't know. You guys tell us. Um, you watch anything else? Yeah, so I watched, I've talked about it before on the show, but Netflix has their second season out of The Babysitter's Club. And this is honestly like anybody who grew up reading the babysitter's club or like the original like stuff like around babysitter's club when i talked about like the first season before it just is like it's a fun light-hearted wholesome show it's just cute it's fun like if you grew up it's nostalgia i'm not gonna lie like say hello to your friends babysitter's club i used to watch that when i was growing up um the old school versions i don't think i'll ever watch this new school version it's good it's got Alicia Silverstone as the mom. Alicia Silverstone, I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, so uh, it's it's a good one. But but hey, Sai, what have you been watching? Me? <laughs> well, um, you know, because I went home and I was spending time with the family. Um, I'm actually like getting getting over like feeling kind of sick. So like every night, like you know, people were like, "Do you want to go out?" You have like out? the worst immune system. Well, no, no. This is I haven't been sick in a long time, and actually, I've been holding it off. It's just like I've been tired. I've been holding it up. I've been like with the sickness. No, no, you nah, stay I'm back I'm like here. an Avenger, and I'm holding it off like ah, like Doctor Strange. But um, anyways, uh, I'm I'm acting nerdy right now. But uh, I, I I was holding it off, and I just got really tired, so I just like hung home with my family and stuff, and uh, I took a lot of naps. So uh, every time I went to go put something on, I would fall asleep like an old thirty-four year old man. And um, oh, really shown your age. I know, but I did hang out with my nephew enough. Um, that dude loves the Wiggles, and, and it's this new. It's the new wave of the Wiggles. It's oh like a God. new. The Wiggles, there's so much, there's such a big story behind the Wiggles, I can't get into it right now, but if it's like, as an adult, you watch it, you're just like mesmerized by the fact that adults do this, and then you want to know more about the adults. Right, okay, thank you. That's, you're like, what? Yeah, they make so much money. They make so much money. I would do it too. I'd become a Wiggle in a second. And honestly, I did become a Wiggle a little bit this weekend. I I was about to say, I saw the videos, (laughs) you were a Wiggle. I got all the kids to play instruments. Like that's just my goal as an adult now. Like if I'm ever like around kids and they're old enough to play instruments, I'm gonna teach them how to play music or sing or do something like that. So I got all the kids to play drums or piano while I'm playing the guitar and I learned like Wiggle songs and the kids just love those things. So um, that was cool. My nephew was loving it. So I, I had a good time. And he called me Tio for the first time which means uncle in Spanish. So that's like what he calls me. But he's like, Tio, hi. I'm just like, oh my God, I just, I love this guy. So it was a good weekend, good birthday all around. Um, But V, why don't we get into something I like to call, I don't know, we like to call Quick Hits. What we got? So the Wicked movie is um, gonna be a thing. (laughs) And it's got some big names that are going to be in it and the first one is ariana grande is going to be glinda the the good witch you know so wicked is what what is this movie based off of wicked is like supposed to be the prequel to the wizard of oz so it's the story behind the witches so it's going to be it's supposed to be you know about the good witch glinda and the wicked witch of the west alphaba um and you know kind of so who's gonna play opposite of her alphaba is gonna be played by um what is her name she is actually like a tony award-winning um cynthia irvo she like has won tony um emmy and grammy uh oh so she's almost got an egot um just needs an oscar Mm. so 
yeah, so she's going to be that role. So that's going to be amazing. Ariana Grande definitely is filling like Kristen Chenoweth's role pretty well. So that will be um, that will be an easy, easy fit. Uh, but also, I guess um, James Gordon is supposed to be in it. And uh, people like or like or he's been in cats he was in the cats movie he was in the prom the musical movie and people are like we need we can't have james gordon Corden in another um musical like this like we can't stop doing it don't put him in another one yeah people don't um, really like him right now i've been seeing a lot of negative stuff about him i mean he did come up with carpool karaoke so that's pretty legit i mean incredible like i love that and i think it's great and i think that works in that space but people are like let's not like keep tossing him in these like major musicals like he doesn't need to be um yeah, it's not gonna help he doesn't need to be sure. here but there's um, it's like got like i think almost thirty-five thousand signatures at this point um i don't so. know these movies have been kind of like going with the with the critics these days and when i say that i mean just like normal people that are just online but um v what else we got yeah, um, so we talked last week about how Jay-Z finally joined Instagram and, yeah. you know, followed his wife. And we're like, wow, incredible, and, like, posted some things promoting um, his movie, The Harder They Fall. But, um, Which I, was one of the know, movies I tried to watch this weekend, but I, it's not because it was boring. It was because I took a night call. I fell asleep. Yeah, that, that'll do it to you. Every time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what about his IG? So he like got like two million followers and everything, and then it appears that his wife's been like his his account's been deleted. Um, so yeah, I think he just you know he got on, he got off. He's, he's it's been a there. genius way to promote something, actually. Um, you know, if he has, I know because I mean, I mean we're talking about it right now. We talked about it last week. I mean, so. he did it. He got. I and mean, we, we gave I want to watch promotion. this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's a great movie. I I've. I've watched probably like 25 minutes of it before my eyes just wouldn't stay open not because of the movie but because you know the night quill i love uh, how you keep saying it not because of the movie not because it's movie. not the movie because if jay-z ever like wants to sign us to rock rock nation or something you know um we can't yeah, we get can't us on title jay-z yeah title you know we'll do an exclusive deal if you guys want it but you know from one sexy man to a, um you know i might as well talk about another sexy man um, oh my god it's your boy paul rudd he's apparently the sexiest man alive and i thought that was me but well yeah you gotta not. get people in here <laughs> womp, womp. where's the moms give me the moms uh, there you go anyways why are you laughing Paul so hard? Rudd, oh Paul goodness. Rudd has been named People's Sexiest Man Alive for 2021. And honestly, Let's give it I up don't for know, him, man. That's awesome. Like, it's incredible. I don't know anybody who deserves it more. He's 52. He's an attractive guy. He, you know, is he is a middle America kind of dude. He was born in New Jersey, but grew up mostly like in the Kansas, Kansas City area. Okay. Uh, like... He is just nice. He's funny. What isn't there to love? He he, and he doesn't keeps age. looking better. He doesn't right. age. He just keeps looking better. He was like He's in, you know, nine Ant Man. He's an Avenger. That's so cool. He's he an Avenger. Sex, much He's, sexier than that. I think you know. He's just a good dude. Yeah. This the cover of people for this the sexiest man alive. Good I'm for like, him. Good for that's him. That's right. Good for him. Well, speaking of one Avenger to another, what else we got? Chris frickin' Pratt is so, like, we talked a couple weeks ago, like, and you said something, like, when we talked about the whole, like, Mario, Mario with Chris Pratt. And then he got and, like, cast like, as oh. also the voice of Garfield. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I think I think he's doing a lot of, there's a conspiracy, and I, I don't even think it's that much of a conspiracy. <laughs> I think it's, like, probably the truth. It's in our face And I think he's doing a lot of, like, voice acting because... Um, I don't think, you know, he is like kind of super Bible bangy in the way where I don't think he's vaccinated. And, you know, for a lot of like production of different movies and stuff, you have to. Oh, interesting. I didn't even yeah. hear about that. That's I, I would believe that. That's so, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but it, well, it, it seems. Was he one of the people that said he was taking a break from acting? No, that was Ryan Reynolds, actually. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, no, so, I could totally see that a person that you know isn't vaccinated and doesn't even want to deal with productions of movies that are demanding. Because it goes it. against his beliefs, probably. Oh, I don't yeah. know. This man, cringy of all cringe, he posted this like super weird post for his anniversary um, with his wife. Um, and it just like the caption, it gets like it's it gets worse and worse. It's like, guys, for real, look how she's looking at me. I mean, find you someone that looks at you like that. You know, we met in church. She's given me an amazing life. A gorgeous, healthy daughter, which people hated that because he has a son who has like special needs with um with his f- ex-wife Anna Ferris. Mm-hmm. So we were like, hmm, interesting. Like, first of all, that's like strike number one. Like, she's giving me a gorgeous, healthy daughter as compared to you know my sickly son from my previous wife. Okay, okay, um, but I, I get that. But like for real, him saying that does that mean the the latter that you said? I mean, the way that he can't you say sure that about your daughter without out? meaning that to be negative. I, I'm I'm just playing devil's I advocate. Think, I know, but I think the way that he like purposely said that, knowing you know, in comparison to like the life that he had prior. I mean, it would and, take like, a whatever. real sick person to even think like that. Well, that's what most of the internet has been thinking because of how. Yeah, but are you gonna listen to most of the internet? I mean, we just talk yes, about most because of the I but. love because TikTok has feeds my Pratt hating algorithm, which is great because <laughs> I don't like Chris Pratt. He's the worst of the Pratts. Okay. Uh, of the of the Chris's, but and then oh, he's yeah, like, I was say, so like, loudly, what are the other Pratts? The of the of the Chris's. The he's Pratt the worst pack. of the Chris's. Um, the Pratt pack. <laughs> the Pratt um, pack, dude. That's that's funny. Oh, Byron, so it's, you wrote down here on the outline Arby's vodka. <laughs> It's a thing. Wait, the restaurant? Yes, but they, I wasn't even done the... talking about Chris Pratt and how much I hate him. Oh, you got post. more hate for Chris Pratt. Okay, let's go. What else you got? Like, he just, like, the whole post is, like, super weird and, like, misogynistic because it's, like, she sometimes does this for me. She does that for me. And, like, once in a while, I'll do that. And, like, it was, like, super, like, you know, maybe I'll forget about her birthday in six weeks. So if I don't, I hope this covers it. And I'm like, he doesn't have, it doesn't come off in the same like fun, jokey way that I feel like Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively sort of like do funny, goofy shit for each other's birthdays and stuff. And I feel like Chris Pratt hasn't proved himself to like be the same on his, like with his internet presence. So I'm like, well, you can't, you can't come through with this, Chris. Uh, I don't know what to know. say. Like, I feel like Chris Pratt is one of those people that people are just like wanting to like shit on right now. I don't really. I have... mean, people have been trying to shit on Chris. I've been shitting on Chris Pratt for years. I know. So, but I, I, I just don't have like a problem with him. Like, I mean, yeah, people. I mean, I guess the post is cringy. I'll give him that. There's no point in doing all that. Like, you know, and I mean, do you think that's gonna stop him from posting something like that in the future? He's already po- posted stuff like this in the past. You like, are. there's other posts where he, like, literally, it's, like, a picture of his wife, like, massaging his feet and saying other weird shit. <laughs> Being all, like, I don't even, you know, maybe today I'll remember to, like, leave the toilet seat down or, like, whatever. Um, like, I'm not going to sit here and defend Chris Pratt. That's all I'm saying. But, um, V, no. you got any other hate for Pratt? No, I'll let it go, I guess. Right. I won't, but I still... He's the worst, Chris. He's the worst, Chris. I don't care. Well, you um, you wrote down here Arby's vodka. Um, the restaurant is making vodka Arby's, or serving the restaurant. A, you know, the fast food restaurant known we, for they got the meats. They do have the meats. Boom, <laughs> boom. Um, they are coming out with two flavored vodkas um, on November eighteenth. There'll be eighty proof. You know. And they're gonna be fries flavored, so what the fuck? It's gonna be crinkle, crinkle cut fries, and then curly fries, which they're known for. Um, oh my goodness, this I, is getting out of hand. The, the curly fry vodka is distilled with cayenne, paprika, onion, and garlic, while the crinkle cut one is made with kosher salt and sugar. And of course, they're both high quality potato vodka. So I mean, it makes sense, fries. Are you gonna but, try it? Uh, you gonna do it with some ketchup? 
Ew. Yeah, a ketchup, a ketchup chaser. Yeah. That would be great. I mean, just I don't nice... understand, like, I mean, if it tastes like french fries, wouldn't you want the ketchup to taste, like, I feel like, I don't know, man, that's disgusting. Anyways. The ketchup chaser reminds me of, like, my residents when I was an RA. Some of them would tell me about how, the ones that liked me, some of them that, and, like, I was chill with, some of them would be like, oh, oh. yeah, I used to chase alcohol with, like, Hershey syrup. And I'm like, that's disgusting. Actually, that sounds kind of good, but, um... V, besides that drink, what made you go yikes this week? This has been, I mean, the biggest thing across the entertainment news world all all week since it happened. But the whole um, tragedy surrounding the Asher World Festival. So Travis Scott's festival in Houston, his hometown, there was... Um, you know, there was, I think, at least eight fatalities um, this past weekend after there was a, it was, I think the fire marshal and stuff called it like a mass casualty event. It was deemed that because of the surging and the trampling and everything that was happening at Travis Scott's stage. And even before that, all the trampling and like barricades were being broken down. Security was not up to snuff. Um, just for like for an already sold out festival, there was like probably thousands more people who like broke in. Um, and the youngest person that died was 14. I think the oldest was 27. So that's like, these are young, young people trying to enjoy a concert. And there was a lot of things happening where like people were surging. There was some rumors. I don't know if it's been like completely verified yet about, uh, that there's people in the crowd maybe injecting people with some sort of stuff. But in general, people were like inciting in the crowd as well as Travis himself were kind of inciting, you know, chaos. That's something that Travis Scott's not new to. He's done it before. I think his set, I believe, um, I listened to it on a different podcast. His set at Lollapalooza a few years back was cut short after like five minutes because he was like getting people to like, like, break shit and do shit at his set there. Um, so there's a lot, lot of, a lot of, lot of shit surrounding this right now with like how he reacted, how people who are trying to get like the attention of camera crews, security folks, whatever, all throughout the concert as like people were falling, collapsing, seizing, being trampled, what dying, whatever like it's just been a whole mess all week long and the all that he's done thus far um is you know made some statements i guess he's allegedly going to refund everybody who attended asher world um and i think he's saying that he's reaching out to the families to figure out you know where that's gonna go but and he didn't go to day in vegas and um his fortnight his Fortnite emote or whatever it's called has been removed from the store. Damn. Um, yo, I don't even know. I really don't know what to say. Like, this is so crazy. Like, like what's happening in entertainment. Like it was like, it was crazy the other week with the Alec Baldwin stuff. And now like this, like, you know, it's like, it's these situations where you can't really, I mean, I don't even, I, 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 I haven't, I mean, I know you just like explained a lot about it, but I can't sit here and say like any who's at fault. You know, there's it just sounds like a like a lack of like checks and balances across the board um, from a lot of people involved. And uh, it's just it's just really sad. You know, um, it's smart to give everyone a refund to so because the profit from an event where eight people died is just kind of sick. That's yeah, that's yeah, definitely. If he kept all that money, that would have been even more like I guess like blood on his hands, you could say, because I think you know I think it it it's not a good look how long it took him to like kind of respond about stuff, and it's also like not a good look. I was seeing like the barstool thing, and they were like talking about how he didn't even like say he was sorry. Right. You know, right. Um, I know I saw his IG story where he was, you know, just kind of like upset about it and saying, you know, if you know any information, contact your local authorities. And they're like, yo, this is not unsolved mysteries, dude. Like, you know, like, like, 
uh, we know what happened. I don't. I guess there's like obviously I mean, he's there's been a lot of sued. examples of of other concerts where people have been able to control the crowd. Like you know, they put that first. Like the right. you know the there's safety. There's like been there's been videos of Adele, of ASAP Rocky, Lincoln Park. Of, Lincoln Park of 21 Pilots. So like across like genres, Harry Styles, there's multiple videos of Harry Styles, like making sure people are okay. Um, I think it's just like across the board. Yeah. Obviously performers are there to perform. Like it's not their sole duty to like whatever, but they have like a good view of the crowd. Like Billie Eilish has literally yelled from the stage of her shows mid song to like call out security, be like, Hey, get somebody here, help these people, whatever. Like they, obviously can have eyes like they see stuff and they can help you know either stop a song stop a set whatever to help do that kind of stuff i think you know it comes down to the producers of the show or whatever like the people like and it comes down to like how many security people they hired and then there's been a whole thing because of this and it was like a live nation event and i guess people looked more into live nation and there's been several live nation led events like hundreds where there's been, you know, chaos of this sort, like injuries, mass injuries. Yeah, these concerts are just getting kind of out of hand, you know? It's it's yeah. almost just about making money as opposed to, like, and treating us like we're, like, cattle or something. Like cattle. Yeah, I think, and I, I think it's really interesting because there are, like, people who, you know, work in like in these sort of event spaces or whatever who work in like crowd control or like the psychology and like the spacing and all this kind of stuff where even like after there's been different big concerts where they realize like the pit was set up the wrong way they kind of like made it a certain way so that they could only keep so many people in those areas so that like it wouldn't become such a high pressure area where people are being pinned against barricades or whatever. So I think it, it definitely like what you were saying with the whole Alec Baldwin situation, how that's sparking conversations about like what even kinds of firearms do we need to even have on movie sets with the technology we have these days. I think this is going to like start sparking conversations of like, all right, what kind of roles do we need when it comes to planning festivals, concerts, et cetera, to make sure like, these kinds of situations like safety still a priority while even like you know people can rage or mosh or whatever and have fun but like there's ways to do it that works with the psychology of a crowd and like the space that's there yeah i mean it's just you know young unsupervised kids or people that are just out of control on drugs or drinking and just like you know don't have like any type of respect for the fellow man. It's like, take two steps back, like, you know, give some space, especially right now with COVID, like, what? Right. What's going on right, right. now? Like everyone, it's just like a, 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 a countdown clock is, is what does it for y'all to like kill each other. Right, well, and I guess people were saying that it was pretty unnerving because of like the sounds that were coming from there too. Like there's a lot of people who are having like adverse reactions to like, it was like kind of like this weird techno, like high pitched sounds and stuff that they were playing at Travis's like main stage before his set with the whole countdown clock and stuff. Um, so I feel like that once again plays into this whole psychology of like, okay, how are you going to incite some sort of like reaction out of people? If you put like people on edge and if you put people like in those kinds of like, you know, mental spaces based on like sound and like, lights and like yeah i mean he's like trying that. to be dark and evil and stuff it's like this is the type of stuff that's bound to happen dude like you're putting out dystopian like advertisements and newspapers like the day before in a city that in houston that's where he's from but it's like this is what happens like you want to like do the whole marilyn manson thing like you're going to get like some dark stuff happening like you know and especially if you don't care about the people that are coming to your show like i mean you should yeah, want which, people to be comfortable and having a good time, not be like on top of each other, making you feel like a God or something, you know? Right. Right. So. Which like goes back into even more of like, that's his home city. That's like his place. Like, and that's his festival. Yeah. Like, you killed eight people at your show. Not like, I'm not trying to put that on him, but like it's his festival. But, There's like, you know, there's, yeah, there's some response. Obviously. I don't think, yeah. I don't know if, He's the one to blame. I don't think he is. 
but like it does trickle down for, yeah. like in this sense from him if it was like any other like just big name festival it would be different but like it's his like it trickles down from him yeah so. i mean it's not even like this is it does trickle down from him if this was someone else yeah right if it was someone else's festival but it was his so you know there has to be some you know accountability on on not just like the people like the people that are going there have an accountability to this like Right. Us as human beings, like, you like know. Like, there was, yeah, there was people saying how, like, you know, people were trying to incite situations or, like, there's, like, some girls who I've seen, like, their firsthand accounts being, like, we heard people, like, trying to figure out, like, um, you know, trying to figure out ways to, like, push us down or get us out of, like, our spot or, like, to hurt us to get us out of our spot, which that just, you know, is disgusting to me. Yeah, no respect. Uh. Well, yikes. Um, well, V, why don't we get into um, some some lighter stuff? Um, As we do. As we do. It's that time to talk about The Bachelorette on our show. V, I'm not going to lie. I need, you to get, I need you to get a little bit more energy Come for on, our man. girl, Michelle. It's, it's, for our girl, Michelle. I, you have to understand, it's just been a long day. You've been there the whole time. I and know. I you know, just finished watching the show while setting up everything. It's been... Back hey, to back. Well, to back. what a peek! What a peek behind the curtain that is. Well, I'm just telling you. I, just, I think I started the show by telling people I've been tired as this old man, and I just can't wait to take a Nyquil. But um, B, before I take that Nyquil, why don't we talk about Michelle and and her, you know, fourth night on the Bachelorette? It was kind of a crazy. Little it was weird interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was so. This week we start with um, a. Uh, a one-on-one date with Martin mm. and he is just, he's the, he's the, um, the most fuck boy looking guy you could yeah, see. I, I, like, I said last week, he looked like a reggaeton artist or something. He like, he looks like he's trying to look like a, like, like a reggaeton artist. Or something. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like he's got, you know, the eyebrow slit. He's got the bleached hair. He's got the like fade with the, cut in stuff uh, <laughs> with the cut in stuff listen i uh i thought it was a fun date because they get to drive in cars again all scared they're driving fast but like really what they came were out? drifting it was like tokyo drift up in here drift i love drift, that drift love drift that. Uh-huh. um but the big thing that came out of this date was really uh the fact that michelle just needed to get to the bottom line with like he had uh, uh, i guess a good friendship with jamie who went la- home last week the villain so, yeah, and homie was trying to like hype Jamie up, and like Michelle was all like, "So are you saying I made the wrong choice?" Yeah, these guys like, are really like like pushing. And like, homie, he was stumbling because he's like, "Oh shit, what do I say?" Like, I can't tell her that. I she's mean, come wrong. on, dude. It's, though, the, like, it's the Bachelorette. You, you literally have to say like, "No, like I, I don't know who that guy is. Like, I wasn't." I, I mean, I'm here for you. I don't. I'm yeah. Not, why is he spending his one-on-one date being all like well, campaigning for Jamie well, after this, he's that gone? That was kind of the beginning of a, what I feel like was the theme of the show until the end. Um, you know, it was like really the boys' club this this episode, and they made us they made a big effort to make sure us as the audience saw that. Um, you know, th- I guess True. they had a good date. Did he got the rose at the end of it? He did. How did he like save himself? She- I think he saved himself because, like, then he talked about how he has a hard time opening up, but, like, he's starting to feel like he can open up with her. And she's all like, all right, good enough to me- for me. Like, I'm, a, I'm making a prediction because, like, just to fast forward to, like, scenes from next week, she's like, our relationship is just not progressing. I feel like he's the one that it wouldn't I feel like it has to be him. Like, I don't see the chemistry between them. Like, I think he... He surprised me. He's probably exciting. And she's attracted to him, obviously. Right. You know, he's he's good looking enough. Like it's not I mean good looking enough to sit in a weird like horses like like, hail bit like fast and furious date for him and stuff. uh, Like, you know. It was working for him. But um regardless, he gets a rose. They go on the group date. Um, explain this group date. This group date is like this weird slumber party situation. All the men are given pajamas of some sort to wear. Uh, Chris S, who will become an issue later on, is given just like a risky Risky business. business. Yeah, situation. 
which he is risky business. That's for goddamn sure. But um, the Bella Twins come in, like so. All these dudes like they have this whole setup. Like they're making teddy bears. They're like doing fun, like you know, self care kind of stuff. Like they're all like, and it's twelve dudes on this date. Like there's twelve of them, so it's a bunch of them. So it's definitely. Um, a hard time. So before First, this, though, they were just kind of all like messing around in their pajamas before the Bella Twins showed up, and like Michelle's already kind of getting in her head. Like, I, I yeah, guess the guys. Like, none are, of them were like really coming up to her that we see as viewers. Like, none of them were really like pulling her aside. So or- I was trying to like really dissect what was going on here, and I feel like it was just like the the um the activity this time allowed this weird space where the guys are obviously bonding this is what happens now every season like as i get older it just seems like the guys are just getting more comfortable in the house becoming friends they know they're all going to be friends afterwards who's going to be in the boys club of the season and that's kind of what happens here and um, well and i think it's hard not to when you put all like 12 of them so like only two people from the house aren't on a date so yeah like and they all like it was funny because they were like kind of bop into them being all like oh yeah 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 like because i think they all like because they're becoming better friends they're trying not to step on each other's toes so in turn none of them were like actually like also can you imagine like it's probably very intimidating to have to even go up to michelle like the only girl like I'm just talking right, about that's, an, yeah, an, too many an acting of them. class, it's almost- like, you know, like, I can talk to girls in real, and but, like, to do it in front of, like, 14 people and try to spit game and stuff, it's just knowing that all of America is going to watch you just go up and then act stupid or say something dumb and, like, get rejected. I, I completely understand why these guys are just waiting for someone to make a move. One of... Like, you know, they probably assume this one guy is going to go do it. But that one guy is scared as hell, too. Like, that's all that I was like, like, really thinking about this. But, you know, she was really going back to the fact of last episode where on the last date, she was she read that poem about how she was like always picked last. So this kind of became like what happened. This this date is her getting sad. And um, it got down to the fact that they had to do like the teddy bear fight where they're beating each other with a teddy bear. And she sits between, you know, uh, Tisha and um, Caitlin. And she's, they're like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm just trying not to cry. Um, and they made it through that date. I mean, I don't know who really won anything. The Bella Twins came out. I don't out. really remember who won the different, like, p- teddy bear fights. It, I don't really think it matters. Like, most of that segment was just, like, them, like, shit-talking, like, you know, I like, felt bad for the Bella Twins because they were there to like have fun and make it a whole date, and she was just like, "Nah, I ain't feeling like more girls at this party right now," um, for the guys to look at. That's what I was like feeling like she was going through her mind. She was like, uh, "I'm glad they're well, here." Well, especially but- like there's these two like you know white girls who are very like you know well known, stereotypically pretty, like you know a whole vibe. Like they're they're known for like their sex appeal. Like that's like how women in the WWE, you know, get a job. Um, and she's like, first of all, I don't even have these dudes talking to me right now. And now they're going to like have to wrestle in front of the Bella twins. Like, okay, right. like, cool. So um, anyways, uh, they have like the little cocktail portion of the night and um, Michelle just kind of like lays it out, which, you know, was a good move. Like, what yeah. do you, you got to tell them how you're feeling. Because at this point, they become, everyone becomes pretty much simps for her. They're all like, damn, we should have, like, you know. Yeah, and they're all, because, like, you know, they literally were all like, oh, I, well, I thought whoever was, like, I thought I was just trying to, like, respect everybody. Right, that's what I was saying. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. You can't have these group dates with literally nearly everybody in the house because, yeah, it's like there's no, stru- and that's, like, why they do it because there's no structure. There's no good way, like, and that's what causes that sort of situation but you know she talks with everybody in olu who is you know in a just a giant soft teddy bear in in general huge ripped dude like totally destroyed in this like teddy bear challenge but he gets super emotional with her because you know he's also black and he has sisters and he's all like I know exactly, like, I feel, like, awful that you feel this way and that you felt like, you know, we didn't actually take into mind your experiences, especially with us, like, not talking to you and whatever. Because, like, I know my sisters have been and continue to be in your shoes where, like, they feel, like, 
lesser because of like their skin tone and because like whatever they're women and like they're made to feel like you know no one like likes them the same or like whatever and he's like i would never want you to feel that way blah 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 and like he got like super emotional and goes crying with her and like she was tearing up and she's all like you know this means a lot that you especially as a black man she says like especially as a black man showing your emotion and she's like i have a hard time showing my emotion you know as you know for fear of coming off a certain way and she's like and you were so open with me and so he ends up getting that group date rose which i think was well deserved sure um the next one-on-one date this is one where i kind of fast forward through um i mean i'm, I'm for multiple reasons but yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly well for time reasons and then as i was i mean i was watching only on double time so i got to see the gist of it and i mean you know, it wasn't i mean i only have two I'm notes not sitting here trying to come to the bachelorette to feel in in the feels about my dad either so but that was yeah. kind of like the the theme of this date was what you know she went with Rick. It was with Rick. They went on like a gondola. They went on a hike. They found a wishing box and like there's wishes in it. So they read a couple off about like, I hope I find a love like my grandparents. And like Michelle's like, I feel like that about my parents. Like, I hope that's us. And then there's another one about like something with a dad. I don't even remember exactly what the wish said. Um, but, you know, it got Rick into his feels because his dad had passed away. Um, and, you know. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I mean, by the time they got to dinner, he he talked about how like he caught his dad like some texts of his dad cheating on his mom, and he told his mom, and like it was like Christmas or something like that, and his mom like was like we gotta go, and they left, and then his dad just got really depressed and ended up dying one day, and he felt like responsible for everything. So I mean, it's pretty deep and dark, Um, and he got him a rose, so he stuck around. Um, he and they had Andy Grammer do the the little you know dancing in front of a singer vibe for them, which honestly is a decently big like name to pull. Yeah, I, I think, actually for, like that song though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, me too. So, Word. um, I was like when they were going into like I've got one more thing. I'm like, what random country singer are they gonna have now? But you it would was think Andy like Grammer. with like you know, I mean, I don't know if she's a country fan or not, but like I really I, thought they'd I, I switch it up, maybe is. some R and B or something like something. I, I, that give me some R and B on this goddamn <laughs> is, show. Is that racist? What has, like what? I don't think that's racist. I mean, like I think I just want to see R and B for any bachelorette or bachelor. That's what I'm saying. R and B has great love songs. Like, yeah. why are we, why are we not like bringing some yeah, better bring some like boys love the men song? up in there? Right. Like I don't care. Like I don't know. Like we can't get the weekend or like Bruno Mars, but we can get. Like, I mean, why not? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't think it made- would hurt their careers to be on the Bachelorette. Maybe it would. Um, but anyway, so we get to the rose ceremony, and this is where we get a little weird. And and I mean, if, if things weren't already weird for the show, but it's been weird. It's but like, so I guess we have, like we have guys literally stepping up to be villains now. Well, so, like, the thread earlier in the show, like, after, like, you know, date cards were being passed out because Nate, you know, obviously wanted a one-on-one date card. Who does? Everybody wants a one-on-one. And he sort of said something being all, like, like, because he was a little sad that he didn't get the one-on-one when Rick got it. And he's like, but whatever, like, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. Right. And so then Chris S. decides to take it upon himself to be all, like, I'm going to make this a problem. And he also, I think, he, like, throws himself under the bus so like they're at the beginning of the cocktail party for you know before the rose ceremony and you know shit still was like fresh from the whole like i feel i don't feel seen situation from the group date and homeboy decides to like pretty much throw everybody under the bus being like it's not good that we let you know michelle feel that like michelle like we who's to make michelle feel this way like blah 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 like i'm like dude you didn't come up to her really like what where were you like tell me about it and so then when he has his time with her like you know his little talking time with her he decides to have nate's name in his mouth and is all like yeah you know some people out here nate think they have it in the bag and so you know i just feel like you should know that and yeah i mean he just seemed really weird um i mean he was just hating on nate this is like happens all the time like people just crack because they they see someone because they like see ahead. they see Nate is a, a front runner. Yeah, Nate is a front runner, and like she even when she talks with Nate and brings up how like you know 
Chris said that, and she's like, you know, I give you a pass because we have been so good, but I was disappointed that you didn't, like, you know, make more of an effort because I know you to make go out of your way to make that effort more often than not. But she's like, because you've had such a good track record, you're fine, whatever. Like, she was, like, pretty much, like, gave him a little, like, Nick on the wrist kind of situation. Like, Pat, yeah. like, do better next time. And, like... Well, essentially, I mean, really the last of it, Chris, or Nate has, and Chris S, like, come to, like, a, a, he pulls him aside and they have a conversation and, and it, like, Chris S is, like, being a little ridiculous, like, in, in his one-on-ones and stuff, too. Yeah, like, he just, I feel like, I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to do. Like, Nate was literally, like, just trying to ask him questions, being like, yo, dude, like, what, what's the deal? Like, what's going on? And, of course, like, Nate is, like, a foot taller than Chris S. Like, Nate is a tall dude. Chris S. is not, not tall. <laughs> and, like, and, like, so I could see how, like, having a big person can make you feel some kind of way. But then, like, Chris S. is, like, kind of coming at him, being all like, oh, you're going to touch me, man? Like, what are you going to do about it? And, yeah, like, are you trying to get violent or hit me? And he's like, no. What? And Nate's like, just answer my goddamn question. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm asking a question. So essentially, I mean, it kind of looked like Chris S was going to go home, but it looked like the I wanted him to go home. It looked like the producer saved him this time. They they did, yeah. He got one of the, like the last roses. He got saved because I guess they need to create that sort of drama. They it's just it's like the rotating villains right now, right. and I think he's so i think they needed a i honestly feel like this entire episode they're trying so hard to sell clayton to us they would like do clayton as like little aside interviews they started to bring clayton into the whole like disliking chris s situation and i feel like this past episode they've been doing it the whole time i know but i feel like this pat like this week's episode especially was really like Look, here's Clayton. Let's sell no, him. Clayton you. is like and the like, first person he has, like, that talks on the show every week. Adding nothing to the conversation, yeah. like adding nothing to the conversation. I think next week they're gonna show him like kind of going at Chris for being a little snake because they're all the preview like is all like Chris S. That stands for snake. He's a snake, and I feel like there's gonna be more of a like let's sell Clayton to the audience again with with next week. So that's I feel like that's almost some of obviously how they're editing this now to like help us you know obviously they didn't pick chris s for that because they I, mean, didn't I don't hate clayton i just don't think there's much interesting about him he's kind of like I've a colton seen, i've never seen a reason to like him. i mean like i don't hate him either i like him because he went to mizzou and he is a football player from mizzou but besides that like yeah he's not an interesting lead i don't know what that's gonna look like because i haven't found like his spark as a personality yet. Like, I think he's yeah, a Yeah, why do I only want to see pretty man. people fall in love? I want to see all people fall in love. I mean, they can be pretty, but do they have to always look the same? I don't know. Future right. Bachelor. Um, well, the, is there anything else <laughs> the in Bachelor? The basis of our show. Yeah. Um, is there so anything else in Bachelor the, Nation going on? Um, so there was the New York um, Marathon this past week, um, and a lot of bachelor nation folks ran in it so uh Tasha and zach her fiance um they ran together um she had been training she had a bunch of like sponsorships with like hoka and whatever um she i think she ran a pretty good run like she finished with um in four hours and 40 minutes matt james and tyler cameron ran together um Tyler was, like, around five hours, two minutes. Matt was, like, around the same. I think they were, like, you know, milliseconds apart. Uh, Dr. Joe Park killed it. You know, he hit it out of the park. He did it in three hours and 21 minutes. Wow. Um, just running for that long seems awful. Um, yeah. Peter Weber, I think, was the slowest out of everybody. Of course. He was, I mean, yeah. He's 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 used to, like, flying things, you know, not actually using his own feet. Right. So five hours, 16 minutes. Um, and then Dustin from Hannah Brown season, he did it in four hours and 21 minutes. Nice. So congrats to all of them. Cool. Um, Doing a marathon is not really in the goals for me, but if it's in the goals for you, listeners, go and do it and train the right way. I mean, my mom's done it multiple times. and Yeah, Peter Weber can do it. It's a big accomplishment. So, uh, yeah, Bachelor, 
news this week. It's been fun. We'll have to catch you back with week five. V, do you, why don't we talk about our slapper of the week? Let's talk about our slapper. Actually, I'm really excited. This song slaps. This week's slapper of the week is called The Motto. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing at those ha, 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 that you just did. Sorry. Um, this, this slapper of the week is called The Motto. It's by Tiesto. Featuring Ava Max. There's not much to say about it besides the fact that it's a bop. It's a bop. Yeah. Um, Tiesto obviously makes bops all the time. Um, the last Ava slap- Max has one of my favorites with uh, Sweet But a Psycho and mm. other a couple of other good songs. So I feel like this, I've actually, I, I've been listening to the song a lot. I added it to my bi-weekly little playlist that my college friends and I make. So. Well, hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's called The Motto and... Uh, you know, Tiesto, the last time I, I loved his bop was The Business. I love how he just, like, has the before things and makes hits. So, um, Me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to like the songs that he makes. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Slapper of the week, guys. It's been a long one. Um, well, V, do you have any shout outs this week? Yes. Um, I wanted to shout out. This is a combined shout out, I guess. Both of us want to shout out our pals. Ray and Trevor, it was their birthdays this week, and we'll be celebrating them this weekend as well. Let's as go. you. Yep. Um, I wanted to shout out my friends Holly and Kelsey as well for birthdays. More Scorpios in this bitch. Yeah. And then I wanted to shout out um, Trevor's friend, um, Bailey's parents, for letting us stay at their place in athens this weekend so that we didn't have to worry about like getting back to atlanta or anything and uh, does barely get so a shout funny. out for having parents uh, i mean her parents i i shout out her I sh- i'm shouting out her parents her all right that's just funny because it was just like a shout out to bailey parents like <laughs> oh i didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> shout out to bailey um, all right. Well, I just thought of a shout out, um, a birthday shout out. My my uh, fellow actor friend from class, Ivy, had just turned 21. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, she was the youngest person in our class. So we always just go out and grab drinks and we're like, Ivy, eventually, you know, when you turn 21. So now she can hang out with the rest of the class. So shout out to you. Um, and then uh, these ones are actually just like, like we just came from our work. Uh, happy hour so we were giving out stickers and and with some fellow uh co-workers in the company big deal people um i'd like to shout out rob babin and roz clark if you're listening shout out to you Woo, Robin, roz. i'm gonna mad air horns if they made it this far to even hear their shout outs so thanks to you guys i hope you enjoy your stickers yeah. we'll you have tomorrow. to yeah we'll have to ask them later this week yeah um well we'll just let them know that it's definitely on this episode when we see them tomorrow at the company so um well v uh company that that about does it for a show this is a late one for us and um i'm definitely going to enjoy just you know relaxing for the rest of the night it should be a fun weekend with you and um it's been a fun week we actually been a part of this innovation you know i don't even know what to call it like a seminar like summit like i don't know but it's part of the company we were both chosen out of like not that many people in the company so we should be i'm gonna give ourselves a round of applause yeah shout outs to us they recognize future bachelor us hell yeah back in back in the biz back in you know being at work yeah you know yeah just work at the company so guys um sorry if this was a weird episode 188 um i admit it it was me um <laughs> yeah, this is the same. Like, i brought the energy i don't know where yeah, you're thank you. well i mean uh, y- you guys know about the night goal, so i just manufactured my energy for this i mean I'm, I'm lucky this thing is is all connected today so guys God we bless. yeah you know what it is it's future bachelor my name is Sai. I'm Veronica. And we love you. Deuces. Bye. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> Future Bachelor Podcast.